Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. In many Eastern traditions, the world is spoken of as illusory. In other traditions, it's spoken of as the dunya, the dung heap. This is to differentiate the world that we live in, in the elemental world, from reality. In Arabic, the word for God's reality and a name of God is Haq. And Haq represents the eternal reality as opposed to the illusory nature of this worldly existence. Now, while we are in this elemental phase of our existence, this illusory phase of our existence, this phase that comes and goes, this phase that is created and then dissipates, we have choices to make. And these choices deal with believing in what we see or understanding that there's more to existence than what we see and that what we see is an illusion, illusory in nature, dissipates over time, disappears, and changes. And there is an eternal power that doesn't change, that doesn't disappear. And we have to, in our life, choose which of these two contradictory understandings of existence we are going to give our allegiance to. Some people give their allegiance to this temporary world and spend their life accumulating what's available in this temporary world and believe that they can find true satisfaction from the temporary things that are available in this world. As you know, people believe that wealth can make them happy. People believe that having things in the world can satisfy them. And so, they spend their life trying to find the things in their world that give in this world that give them satisfaction and that satisfy their need for peace and contentment some people over time understand that this world can't satisfy you. 
that the things within the world that are illusory in nature, by their very nature, since they disappear, can only satisfy you in a temporary way, and this satisfaction fades. So, some people begin to look for some kind of permanent correction to their state of being. Some kind of permanent peace that they don't seem to be able to find in the world. People go through various ways of trying to solve their problems. Some do it through self-medication. Some people take drugs, take alcohol. Some people do it through working 18 hours a day uh, to avoid having to be alone with themselves and the world. They try to separate themselves from that difficulty of facing themselves. In Sufism, there are stations. The first is called Shariat, the second is called Tariqat, and the third is called Hakikat. Now, Shariat is an understanding of and an abiding of the rules that govern the way we're supposed to act within the world. Tariqat is a second step. It's a step where one decides that the rules that govern the world aren't sufficient for us. We want a deeper understanding of creation and our Lord, and we want to go on a path that takes us there. Hakikat is traveling in truth and traveling in reality and traveling with God at the forefront of your consciousness at all times. So, as opposed to being involved in the world of reward and punishment, being involved in the world of gaining illusory satisfactions, something has happened in this person's life that has made them aware that the temporary satisfactions that the world gives you are illusory and that there's something more. When I first met Bawa Muhayyadeen, one of the things that I remember him saying, or at least what comes to me right now, is he said, when you go to a movie, when the lights go on, make sure the show isn't over. And that's the point. When we take these temporary satisfactions, like a movie or whatever, and when that 
<clears throat> the influence of that wears off, we shouldn't be empty. Because we shouldn't think that's the only thing that can satisfy us. Life shouldn't be over. The movie shouldn't be over. Existence shouldn't be over. So what we need to learn, if we truly want to follow truth, if we truly want to follow justice, if we truly want to follow the eternal power, we have to follow Hakikat. And in following Hakikat, we have to have at the forefront of our consciousness the fact that Allah is constantly with us, constantly in front of us, constantly behind us, constantly surrounding us. That we can't go anywhere without Him. That we can't be anywhere without Him. That He is always with us and the only thing that separates Him from us is ourselves who separate Him by not being conscious of Him. So if we want to include Him in our being, we have to be conscious of Him. We have to be conscious that He sustains us with every breath. We have to be conscious of Him that every time we eat and give ourselves nourishment, it is because He has provided that nourishment. We have to be conscious that every time we are thirsty and we drink, it is because He has provided water for us to soothe our thirst. Everything that enables this physical body to be has been given by Him into this world <clears throat> and has been given to us to sustain, maintain, and nurture us. But there is more. This world is not, this existence is not just about sustaining, maintaining, and nurturing this physical body. There is another part to us that is not elemental in nature, that is spiritual in nature, that is without form, <clears throat> and that is and can be connected to the true eternal power, to Haq. The great uh, Sufi sage, Mansur Halaj, said, Anil Haq, which means, I am Haq. I am reality, or I am the truth, or I have transformed myself into the qualities that belong to Allah. I have left, and Allah's qualities have come in to me, and I have had no attachment to this personality that grew up in me, and I've let it go. Bawa used to say to us, when I am here, God is not, and when God is here, I am not. So we need to understand that we can have different kinds of consciousness. We can be in different places sitting in the same spot. If you are sitting 
in your chair thinking about money, you are in a worldly consciousness. If you are sitting in your spot thinking about your relationship to Allah, to God, to your Rob, to your Lord, you have shifted consciousness. And your consciousness is closer to Hak, closer to the truth. A dervish who had devoted his life to thinking about Allah and to God consciousness heard a man screaming in the market, the sweetest there is, the sweetest there is. This guy was selling watermelons. The dervish thought he was talking about God and fainted. And this is a consciousness that is focused on our Lord. Now, as we go through the day, we need to be conscious of our consciousness. We need to know what it is what, that we are thinking about. What is it that we are contemplating? What is it that our mind is searching for? What is it that our heart is searching for? Where are we internally? What are our internal priorities? Are our internal priorities dealing with the elemental world or are are our internal priorities dealing with understanding the eternal power that rules all? Now, it's not necessary for us to get answers to all our questions, but it is necessary for us to focus on the truth. Um, a meditation that has been prescribed by some people is to just sit still and repeat over and over, who am I? 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 What this does is one, it acknowledges that you don't know who you are. And it acknowledges that you want to know who you are. And it acknowledges that what you appear to be is not who you are. And you've already understood that. That's a long way to come. Most people haven't gotten to that point. Most people haven't gotten to the point where they know that this personality that they lived with all their lives is not who they are. So, in the simple question, who am I, a lot is being uh, explained and said. Another simple meditation, God help me. God help me is three words. And what does it say? It says, I am incapable myself of doing what needs to be done in order to understand truth. I am incapable, God, without your help to make progress towards the eternal. I want to do what you want because I want you to help me. And by asking you to help me,
I'm asking you to help me do what you want me to do, not what I want to do. It's a supplication. It's a surrender. It's a surrender to his will over our will. These are a few of the methods of getting closer to truth. Of course, there's also ritual prayer. Uh, and ritual prayer is also, in Islam, understood to be a journey towards God. Uh, the ritual prayer in Islam is a recreation of the mirage, which is the night journey by the prophet to the Lord. And every time you go through the ritual prayer, you repeat parts of what happened during that night journey. So if the ritual prayer is done correctly, it's done with the intention that here I am, God, and I am traveling towards you. Here I am, God. It's my intention to come towards you. I need your help to open up the gates that will take me to you. I need you to supply me with whatever energy it takes to move towards you, but this is my intention. Now, that intention is the beginning of everything. We first have to intend our connection to God. We have to intend that we are ready to set aside everything else that holds us away from him. Everything else that pulls us away from him. And that we have surrendered to that which is his qualities and his power. Anul Haq. I am reality. Or at the very least, I choose reality. I choose reality over this illusory world. I intend reality over this illusory world. God help me find out who I am so that I can travel towards this, uh, the culmination of this intention to find out who I am. Hakikat, God's consciousness at the forefront of our consciousness. God at the forefront of our consciousness. Everything that we do has God involved in it. Every act that we make has God involved in it. Every breath that we take has God involved in it. The major meditation, or one of the major meditations in Sufism, is La ilaha illallah. I do not exist, only God exists. It's the answer to the question, who am I? Now, whether or not that becomes real inside of you may take time. And it may take repeating, who am I, who am I, who am I? But the point is, that's the answer to the question. Just because you ask questions and you get answers doesn't mean that you know what they mean. Doesn't mean that they've integrated into your being. 
uh, talk is cheap. Bringing things into action is an entirely different level of existence than talking about it. There's being and talking. We need to be. Sufism is not a philosophy. Sufism is a state of being. Words are exchanged, but the only reason for the words is to create action and to create being. If the words don't create action in being, the words are without use. The words are without momentum. The words are without a reason. So, we need to alter the way we think about things. When we see a tree, we shouldn't think elm or oak. We should think God created this. Uh, when we see a blade of grass, we shouldn't think what kind of grass is it. We should think God created this. When we see another human being, we shouldn't think about their personality or their acts. We should think about they have a soul. And if I am truly to connect with them, the only thing there that I can truly connect with is their soul. And I have to acknowledge that soul in every being. When I do that, I elevate my relationship with others and <clears throat> I become tolerant. I don't push people away because of their belief systems. I don't push people away because of their race or language or the way they look or the way they act. Now, it doesn't mean that people who are toxic I should be spending time with. But it should mean that I have to leave certain things to Allah and I can't straighten them out. But, nonetheless, everybody has a soul. And I have to acknowledge it. Uh, a beggar was knocking at the door of a Darga, a Sufi lodge. And uh, the sheikh was talking, one of the dervishes went to the door and said, what do you want? And it was a beggar. And he said, give me a piece of bread, please, I'm hungry. He said, come back later, the sheikh is talking. So he went back to sit down to listen to the sheikh, and the sheikh said, what happened? And uh, the man said, a beggar came asking for bread. I told him to come back later because you were talking. And the sheikh said, go find a loaf of bread in the kitchen. If this man, who God was saw fit to give a soul to, I should see fit to give him a loaf of bread. Go chase him down until you find him and give him that loaf of bread. So, it's like that. We have to be able to have compassion for others because they are created in the same way that we were. They are going through the same kind of difficulties that they went through. This this need to discover who we are is something that everyone has. Everyone needs to discover who they are. We should help where we can, but we shouldn't harm. We shouldn't get in the middle. We shouldn't discourage. We shouldn't push away. We need to be the ones who bring love and peace 
and joy into the world. And the only way that we can do that is by truly loving and by truly being peaceful and by truly being joyous. And how can we become peaceful and joyous and loving? By connecting to the eternal reality that is the power of God. By joining with Hak, by joining with reality and all the qualities that reality carries. And as we carry those qualities within ourselves, we become real. And if we become real, then we are capable of being manifestations of reality. Baal Mohayadeen was a manifestation of God's reality. His love was palatable. His love, well, it, it, it poured out of him, and whenever you were near him, you couldn't help but feel it. Why? Because he had given up himself. He had disappeared to allow Allah to appear within him. Allah is without form, so he takes on the form of his creation. And the form of his creation becomes like him when they take on his qualities. This is our place in this existence. This is our place in this life to figure out how to do that and to continue to do that even though the world rejects us. Right now, religion is having a hard time in America. Uh, there are many who denounce religion and who denounce faith as childish, immature, and without meaning. We have to be strong in our faith. Uh, we have to be positive in our faith. And we can't be made less strong by the denouncers. There will always be those who denounce the truth. There will always be those who cast aspersions on the faithful. We have to be able to stay within faith without striking out. We have to stay within faith without lashing out. We have to stay within faith in a calmness and in a serenity that exudes the consciousness of love and caring and empathy. We need to be the ones who love. May Allah help us all become that. Amin. Amin. Ya Rabbi Lalamin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.